Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, well done you, because it's either a good hair day or a bad hair day, and I'm saying it's a great hair day. I don't know what's going on, but we've reached peak 90s boy band. Mm. That's like Yorkshire tea that I'm really enjoying at the minute. We've reached peak 90s boy band hair. Like I look like the guy in the band who would like be a replacement for someone because there was always one of those guys in the band who like some fellow just mysteriously left, you know, and, and then this guy would just arrive and he was like two years older than the rest of the guys in the band, but he just liked having a good time. Like that's what he was all about. And that's what I'm all about. And that's what we're all about in this podcast. Um, I hope everybody's doing well, but statistically, like chances of that are probably extremely low. <laughs> like there's definitely some guy like, no, mate, I sure I got arrested on the 12th there. And, um, you know, listen, I hope everybody <laughs> had a good 12th. I don't know what, I don't really know what goes on as such. I don't know, you know, if they're not doing, if the Orange Order aren't doing like the marches, which uh, I think the Orange Order came out and were like, not like came out, you know, that would be such a plot twist. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, if the Orange Order, the Orange Order basically came out and started coronavirus and went, listen, we're canceling the 12th of Marches this year and all, we're not doing it, we're knocking it in the head, which actually is good, like good etiquette. You know, I, en- I enjoyed that from them. I was like, guys, you know, a lot of people probably would have had you down as just fucking getting the blinkers on and soldiering on, no matter what. But um, but they didn't do it, and uh, I just picture like orange men just doing laps of their garden, you know, all day on the twelfth. But um, but I, I I don't know what what people do to replace it. Did people do anything? Did they watch old march? Like did they watch like replays of old marches? I'm not too sure. But um, but I hope no matter what your religion is gender sexuality um, whether you like tea or not i hope that you just enjoyed the weekend you know i just hope that you had a good time and listen we're at this point where the money toad he's he's got some podcasts in the bank you know what i mean because well that's not all he has in the bank let's be honest you know we're talking about a lot of cash but um but yeah i'm just you know the 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 baby is and that's i'm not calling myself the baby but um you know there's a baby arriving who knows when hopefully pretty soon um so some of the podcasts are you know i might have recorded an episode a couple of weeks ago or it might be coming out at the time it was recorded everything's a little bit all over the place and nothing more so than my hair so let's just establish that and let's move forward brothers and sisters because the sun is shining and it's and it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, yeah, it's I said it's a good time, but it's also like a weird time whenever you see now the people are going back out to uh, to bars and restaurants, and I think like so. I was talking to my wife's brother-in-law, which means he sounds very distant from me, but he isn't. But there's he isn't my brother-in-law, and I always get into arguments with people over what relation people are to them. Does that, does that make sense? Like, I know it's a weird thing to pick arguments with, but whenever someone's like, oh, no, that means he's your brother-in-law, it doesn't because he's he's married to my sister-in-law, so that doesn't make him my brother-in-law because then they would be my brother and sister-in-law and then they'd be married and they'd be brother and sister-in-law. So it would make them sound like they were brother and sister. And that's really what it is. And um, he was telling me he went he went out 
went out for a few drinks and it sounded like it didn't it's a bit like stand-up coming back like i've spent the last few months passionately uh, talking about the fact that I, I need stand-up to come back and i'm missing stand-up so bad and i do want it to come back in any i do any sort of gig in any form at the minute but um but i think i want it to be as close to what it was as possible which is probably asking for a lot because when you hear about the way bars are at the minute then you know it's spread out you're not allowed music on it just sounds a little bit eerie or something so um so i want it back properly and until then i shan't go no i shan't but it is quite funny the way the government they're like yeah the bars are open rest you know fucking tear away but uh but your boy might not be able to you know be in the hospital for uh for the birth so we're just trying to figure that out trying to see what medical degree i can do on the open university website that's going to you know get me into the hospital and then when they're like mr todd you have to leave i'll go in fact i think you'll find i have to scrub up because i'm about to (laughs) i'm about to do a knee replacement in 10 minutes here and then i just go and do that really badly and then just hang about i don't know i need to figure that out i want like because here's the thing i can't really sneak into places because i'm not prepared to be uncomfortable so i can't like i can't go to like a hospital porter and go listen mate if i give you 50 quid will you wheel me in in this laundry basket you know sneak me in because it sounds good but then again i wouldn't be willing to like you know i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be in the laundry basket in case anything smelled bad and that's why during like the great escape or you know if i was in prison that's why i would never be able to like get out because what if i was going to escape and then one of the guys that was arranging it was like right we're escaping here and we're we're jumping into a one liter corsa there's seven of us and he's like i know but we're all just gonna like come on mate we need to all pack in and get out of here it's the only car i could get i go no because my knees would be all close together and i'm and willie would be uncomfortable so um so i think that's why that's hopefully why i'm you know i'm, I'm gonna stay out of jail basically and and never go in so that whenever i go to escape i don't have to be packed in and that's this is lockdown chat this is what lockdown does to you and hope you guys are because this is the real me you know i've got boy band hair and i'm going on tangents and it's a good time it's a really good time i've got loads of listeners questions today uh, listeners questions today and uh, i'm going to get through as much of them as possible because in that <laughs> like i was gonna say something really emotional there because i swallowed i'm gonna answer as many listeners questions as possible because i love you guys i do love you guys but um but i've been doing loads of like guest episodes so um i haven't been doing the the listeners questions on those but uh but we'll get through a load today and we'll we'll do a bit of trip advisor for a bit of fun and uh and then and then we'll just go we'll just go back to whatever we're doing it feels like not lockdowns over but well basically it feels like a lot of people are like back to normal um which which is great in a lot of ways but but i don't know it's it's like this weird limbo at the minute where like no one nobody nobody knows what's what like people are like fucking you know do i like guys or people don't know people cutting their grass seven times a day i don't know what's happening all i all i know is that i wear shorts now and i'm probably always going to wear shorts after lockdown and if that's the content you're here for you're welcome 
if you want to know whether I'm going to be wearing trousers or shorts, it's most likely always going to be shorts. And I miss stand up so bad. And um, and I don't know if I was saying this recently, but I borrowed a microphone stand and cable, and it is now in the spare room in my house. Sorry, one of the spare one of the ninety eight spare rooms in my house, and I've just been doing stand up to no one with YouTube crowd sounds. So there you go. That's a good. That's a good mental image of a guy just uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway, just doing a full set to himself. But I don't know. I need. I need to like. I need to express myself, darling. Um, and I, uh, you know, that's the way. I, that's the way I do it. Let me take another sip of tea. Mm. Oh, that's red hot shit. Before we, um, before we move on, which is one of my catchphrases on the podcast, let me plug me and Dave Elliott, as well as doing the Boytown podcast, which you should listen to. It comes out every Thursday, and genuinely is, I think, the silliest podcast in the land. You know, tea with me is pretty silly, but then again, sometimes we get guests on and sometimes we get deep or whatever. We don't really, but, but Boytown is just two best friends just being really, really silly and weird. And we're doing it over Zoom at the minute, which is great for solo podcasts, but whenever you're like co-hosting with someone, like I think it's okay for interviews as well, but when you're co-hosting with someone, it's difficult because you don't know when to jump in and stuff like that, when to say something. You don't want to talk over the other person. So what I'm saying is Boytown has actually been very, very good in lockdown. And once we get back into the studio, I honestly think that the Boytown is going to like get bigger and bigger and better and better. So check it out if you haven't. But what I want to plug is also me and Dave do the Rave Lockdown on BBC Sounds, which is called the Shane Todd Show, but we sort of rechristened it the Rave Lockdown. And uh, and it's it's available as like a download every week on BBC Sound. So it's a way like we're like in between being on Radio Ulster in, in between slots. So we're just sort of keeping the momentum going on BBC Sound. So we did an R&B week last week, which was very, very sexy. And as we talk about in the episode, it brings me back to like being in Sky, you know, in like 2002. <laughs> Let me see. Anytime I talk about like R&B clubs or just R&B in general or Sky, I just get a little bit, mm, I think that was, let me see. <laughs> I think that was like, I nearly said two, the year 2000, which it wasn't because I would have been 12. And whenever I was 12, it looked like I was six. And I definitely was not clubbing. Although I like the idea of just me and a couple of pals from school on each other's shoulders and a big long coat walking walk in the nightclubs and belt, trying to get into Dempsey's. Ah, hello, doorman. You know, um, but Sky, it takes me back to Sky, and it's all that kind of music. Jay Sean, down. Baby, are you down, 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 down? Uh, and that'll probably that'll probably get this podcast taken off Apple Podcast because they'll listen to it. The head of Apple will listen to it and he'll go, that he's put Jay Sean into that. But no, it was actually me doing it. So there you go. Also, and you know what? I'm not going to apologize for this podcast being all over the place because by now you guys know me very well. You know the podcast. You know what it is. And a lot of it is just it's just realness. You know, a lot of it's realness. You know, there's no there's no presenter voice here. You know, I save that for the radio where I talk like this. But, and there's a, that's what you get. There's a dog barking a couple of gardens over. Okay. And as soon as this podcast over, I'm going to phone the council. Because <laughs> you know the money told rats on everyone. 
<laughs> that's a very money toad thing to always just be just be touting on people just a complete grass money toad always always phoning that psni <laughs> anonymous line <laughs> giving them tips that may or not may or may not be true you know um like the evaluating this fake hand sanitizer i shouldn't start things like that because remember that escalated whenever at the start of lockdown i said in a tweet that put a picture of dave and said that he sells fake hand sanitizer and then for some reason all these 11 and 12 year olds started trolling him online and messaging him with loads of abuse and i had to put out a thing bit like a statement being like guys i just made this up because it does sound like a weird thing to make up I was like, this guy's selling fake hand sanitizer, but it's actually seaweed and his own, <laughs> his own smoke. And, uh, and it's weird that I had to basically put out a thing being like, yeah, you know, it just reiterates it's not true. But the damage was done because Dave said that friends of his were like, here, our daughter heard that you sell fake hand sanitizer. And in a way, I enjoy that. And I'm waiting for his revenge. What was it saying there about... Something about realness, you know, which makes me sound like some sort of rapper. But um, I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. But that's what I'm saying. You know, we, we just we open it up. I open my heart up to this to this podcast, and and it's real. And we're just we're just talking. And hopefully, you guys are enjoying this because sometimes that's what it's. You know, basically, I'm your mummy, and you don't live with me. But sometimes when you come around, which is you listen to this podcast, don't come around to my house. Um. Sometimes mommy is just wearing a velour tracksuit. Like normally I'm done up. You guys know that I'm done up with my little Ralph Lauren sweater, um, little chinos, wee Uggs. But sometimes like this episode, mommy is in a full juicy couture velour tracksuit and she's wearing Air Max and she's got her feet up and she just can't be doing with it. And that's what it is. So we're just going to ride that wave and we're going to enjoy it. We're going to do a trip advisor. Um, me and producer Dan were supposed to do the Patreon today, but the sort of day it is where we're kind of like, is something happening here? Um, I texted him about 15 minutes ago and I was like, because we're supposed to do this in about an hour's time, a Patreon episode. And then I messaged him and was like, hey man, I think I've got an hour long window. Um, do you want to just do the podcast now? And he's like, I can't make because you've given me 27 second notice. You know, and he requires much more than that. Um, also, there's a fly for a second there above my head. I saw it on the screen and nearly let out a little bit of a whimper, but luckily I didn't. So it's all good. It wouldn't have been all good if I had it, but I didn't. So it's cool. Um, what I'm going to do is... Oh, no, I, I mugged Dave off there. Um, yeah, what I'm going to do is... Because everyone's kind of waiting for news um, about the baby. And and uh, I sent Dave a text this morning and said, can I show you something, like a little video? And he said, sure. Um, and I sent him a video because it's the 12th of July today of me um, with a... I went on YouTube and typed in Loyalist Marching Band and I walked up and down my kitchen pretending that a banana was uh, a flute. And, that, and I'm 32 years old and I'm about to be a father. So... That's life. That's life. Um, I'm asking Dave, can he come on my podcast for two minutes here? I want to get Dave on just for a second. I just want to. I just want to see if he's feeling good and having a good time. And obviously, you guys might listen to Boy Tones. You might you might be familiar with our relationship. But if not, I think it'd be a nice time just to bring him on because this podcast we're calling like end of term. 
you know what I mean? Like this is just the last day of school. I'm your teacher and I've basically said like, we're going to do the lesson outside today. And that's the vibe that we're bringing. Sippers, let me interrupt the podcast very quickly because we got ourselves a sponsor and it's a pretty class one at that. It's the Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. Manscaped are the best in men's below the belt grooming. Mmm. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you for the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, you know what we're talking about. We're not talking about the hair on top of your head. We're talking about the hair in the middle of your body and that's what we all need to sort out because I'm going to say statistically without really knowing, Northern Irish guys' hair down there it wouldn't be top of the pile. Like, I don't think we're top of the pops. But let's not be embarrassed about it. Let's just get ourselves sorted out. Um, Manscaped have designed the electric trimmer. It's the, the Lawnmower 3.0. It's just released. Uh, it's a third generation trimmer. Features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Uh, and it's got that advanced skin safe technology. Essentially, so you're not cutting your nuts. Uh, the battery lasts 90 minutes. You can take it into the shower. If you're some guy that shaves in the shower, don't do anything else. In the don't shit in the shower. But if you want to shave in the shower, you can do it with the Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 3.0. The sippers can get themselves 20% off and free shipping with the code Tea with me, all one word, tea with me. Apply that code, you get 20% off. And if you're a girl listening to this, going, but I mean, you know, this isn't for me, it's a men's product. Hey, sort out your husband because take it from me, he needs it, he 100% needs it. This is a product I can stand over because me and producer Dan have used it. Not on each other, although that's absolutely fine if you want to get yourself sorted out with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 and just sort out a friend, you can do that. But me and producer Dan have done it and we've been texting each other about it and we're like two new guys. And I waited to sort myself out there while this was arriving and it was maybe like a week longer because Dan didn't have my address and let's just say it was worth the wait, I'm feeling good, I weigh about a stone less, and it's a good time, and we're smooth, and we're feeling good, so that's the, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, essentially, if you want to give your, if you want to sort your balls out, basically, this is what you do, so that's the, use code T with me on manscaped.com, T with me on manscaped.com, you get 20% off, and free shipping, genuinely, I can tell you, this product's pretty good, back to the pod. But we're going to, before we do listeners' questions, we're going to do um, we're going to do TripAdvisor, and the TripAdvisor we're going to look at today. If you haven't seen this feature before, if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't seen this feature of the podcast, what we do is we find a local tourist attraction, we go on TripAdvisor, and we look at the worst possible reviews. Now, there are way more better reviews. I need to point that out, but we're only interested <laughs> in the people that just had a really terrible time. And we're going to highlight those. I'm looking at one of the Game of Thrones tours. I'm not going to say exactly which one it is because it's probably a bit sly. And bear in mind, there's nine really bad. There's nine terrible reviews, nine poor reviews, and there's 639 excellent reviews. So that tells you that these are like isolated incidents, and the tour is actually very good. So I'm not doing anyone down, which is a very old working class phrase of like, don't be doing any, don't do him down. You know, it's a it's a phrase. I like, and I heard a lot growing up, but um, but we're going to find the worst reviews here and just celebrate people's fucking mentalness. That's what we're going to do. Ooh. 
starting with my own. So, yeah, these are people that go on the full Game of Thrones tour. Now, I like Game of Thrones. I've seen every episode and really enjoyed it. But and once at the very start when Game of Thrones came out, I was like, I wonder should I get a tattoo of like the Stark house? And then I realized that I shouldn't do that because that is silly. And then I, a couple of years later, got a tattoo in the back of my leg because I lost a bet that says the Todd father. So at least that was, you know, a serious one. The first bad review here is from a guy called Omar Farouk. Omar Farouk from Ankara, Turkey. I have I think I've been to Ankara in Turkey, and it's a pretty sweet spot. I really like it. Uh, I like Turkey in general. I've been to Turkey twice, and no people like dismiss it as like a holiday destination because everybody from here kind of went there in like the late nineties and early nineties, and then people just don't really go anymore. But I had a good time, and I found the Turkish people. This sounds like there's a Turkish guy there with a knife, being like, "Hey, man, defend us." Um, I had a great time in Turkey and met. Just the the friendliest people, like the Turkish people, and um, I <laughs> befriended this guy that worked in a car rental place beside the hotel. And that out of context does sound weird, but he was like in the hotel quite a lot, and then I just got chatting to him, and then me and him really hit it off, and it was it was a good time. And uh, then whenever I was leaving, like I was away with like friends and my girlfriend at the time, and. We were like leaving and I just had a real emotional goodbye with the guy. And, you know, if we kiss, we kissed, you know, but that's the way it is. Um, let me move on. Omar Farouk came over here from Turkey to do the Game of Thrones tour. He must have been absolutely buzzing, but he did not have a good time. And he starts his review with, it was the worst holiday experience in our life and never recommend. Two exclamation marks. Me and my friend bought this tour for the 9th of August because we trusted the rating but it was just a regret for us. A rainy morning, we met with the company. Listen, mate, you're in Northern Ireland, okay? What do you expect? It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Most of the time, it's fucking sleet and, and drizzle. It was a big bus, and we were 32. Um, I don't know whether he means... I mean, I get the big bus part, but I don't know whether he means we were 32 years old or there was 32 of them. Because if you're age 32 and it's a big bus, I don't. I mean, that's probably the perfect age to be in a big bus. You can you can get up and down the stairs easy, and also you've got a wee bit of life experience. You know where to sit and all. You know that the cool guys sit at the back. First, it was okay. The driver talks us along the road, but never comes with you and stays in the bus. Uh, yeah, the driver should stay at the wheel of the bus. Mate, to be fair to him. Anyway, we were visiting the points of Game of Thrones, right? So that's why you're there, 100%. Good start. At a point which near the sea, a Bulgarian girl was late about five minutes. I mean, Omer, you don't need to... I feel like there might be a Turkey-Bulgaria rivalry because you don't need to point out she was Bulgarian. She was late by five minutes. Anything could have happened to her, mate. Anything. The driver counted us and waited for her. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair enough, mate, because what if she's like, oh my... What if she's like, oh my God, some fella just tried to, you know, stab me in the leg whenever I was in an apple green there getting a steak bab. The driver counted us and waited for her. I mean, sensible from the driver. Good so far. Next point was the dark hedges. The driver told us to meet at half 12. 
we walked, took photo and came back about 12.32, but the bus was not in place. I mean, I do like that from the driver and that's what you're going to get from a Belfast bus driver. If he says 10.30 and you're there at 10.32, guess what? You were late and he told you what time he was going to be leaving at and you weren't there for it. So at the minute, Omar, the blame is fully on you here. We were two later, okay, two minutes later, five Chinese guests came to. Why does Omar know everybody's nationality and why is he checking everybody's passport that's on the bus? Passport police? Oh, do you work for, do you work for the policeman? You work for the border? No, no. I just like no. Okay. They were very surprised also. So essentially, Omar and his mate and five Chinese guys are absolutely fuming. Only two minutes, we were late. Ah, but what did you just... We were late, exactly. And we waited with the guests for about five minutes in the previous point. We thought that the bus would come and take us. Because we were seven and we didn't know what to do. I mean, Omar has changed age here multiple times. He was 32 getting on the bus and now he's seven. So I can understand why he wasn't having a good time because you would be scared and confused in a different country with just you and your mate if you're both seven. And there's no bus there and you're supposed to be on the bus. We understood that the driver left us on our own. Good. It was a rainy day and the Dark Hedges is not a central place. Mate, nowhere in Northern Ireland is a central place. Belfast City Centre isn't central, really, when you think about it. If you're from any other place, you would go, this is sort of the countryside. First, we couldn't find a taxi or any other transport. We asked other tour companies and they said that our tour bus can ring and come again. We called the company and they never helped us. We asked for the driver's mobile number. He said that we don't need the mobile and take care of ourselves. <laughs> Uh, mate, you, you meant to pick us up here is there any chance you can come back for us you don't need my number, delete it and here, take care of yourselves I mean that might be a nice bit at the end take, take care of yourself we found a driver I mean why? I mean, that is a phrase we say in Northern Ireland that's supposed to be like nice but at the end of the day it's basically saying I'm done with you alright mate, take care of yourself means like, I'm fucking done we found a hotel the receptionist helped us get a taxi they charged us £30 for each taxi because they said that the price is for arrival and departure. I don't understand what that means, but fair play to look, the local taxi drivers just trying to get a few quid for Christmas, being like, no, mate, that's for arrival and departure. I know what I'm only trying to go somewhere. I know, but you'll need to arrive at it. All right, well, can you just charge me for arrival? I know, but we need to leave here to get there, so it's arrival and departure. <laughs> mate, I don't understand. I know, but while we've been sitting here talking about this, a meter's been going at 17.50. And you, and you have to go halfway to me in the MOT for this taxi. What? We catch the bus at Giants Causeway at half two, but we couldn't visit the most important place on this tour. The driver mocked us when he saw us. A hundred percent. When all these international tourists who have like had to pay loads of money and they've been lost and they haven't made it on the bus, whenever they get back, a thousand percent the bus driver went, oh, there they are. Uh-huh. What's keep, what was keeping you? Uh-huh. No, a thousand percent. They went. Nice of you to join us. Uh huh. Oh, they are. And he he, he got uh, everyone on on the bus to give them a round of applause. Hundred percent. But we. What do you mean, deaf bastard? What is deaf bastard? But we couldn't visit the most important. Yeah. Um. Later, the driver did an explanation. He told us that he can't stop there, <laughs> but he would count the bus and try and stay two minutes more. Or. We never recommend this tour in Belfast. They can leave you at any point without information. We paid £30 extra for a taxi and we couldn't visit the most important place. I mean, yeah, I do sort of feel bad for the guys. We'll do, we'll do one more here. Um, 
Let me see. Right. Okay, here's one. This is from Serena. It doesn't say where she's from. To begin with, the seats in the bus were very crowded and even more uncomfortable. If you're taller than 1 meter 75, then you probably wouldn't like to sit in a chair for more than 10 hours a day. I mean, 1 meter 75, talk to me in feet, Serena. I have no idea what 1 meter 75 is. Does that mean you're 4 foot 3 or 8 foot 9? I have no idea. What's even more unbearable was our driver, Troy. I mean, here's the thing. That's not his real name. He's giving you a fake name because nobody in Northern Ireland's called Troy. High school quarterbacks are called Troy. In fact, literally, I think Zac Efron in High School Musical is called Troy. My name's not Bolton, Dad. It's Troy. And that's, and that's High School Musical banter for the lads there. He was very talkative. A windbag? What the fuck is a windbag? Apparently called, a driver called Troy. Someone's called him a windbag. And a windbag, according to the dictionary, is a person who talks at length but says any, but says, a windbag, according to this dictionary, is a person who talks at length but says little of any value. Hey, that is everybody that lives in this part of the world. How much do we talk? Oh, you know yourself anyway. At the end of the day, it's all good. No, That's what we, we say stuff that doesn't mean anything. Troy was very talkative. He was a windbag. He never stopped talking in the trip while driving. <laughs> 50% of his content was related to the theme, the sights of Game of Thrones. He said he was the driver for a few of the actors and actresses, but there was no gossip or anything substantial. That's because if Troy is from here, he fucking says nothing. So you want you want gossip on all the actors he was driving around when Troy knows? Touts out. He's saying nothing. And the other have the other half was his own lame jokes. That's just a Northern Irish guy. No need to, that's what this podcast is. No need to mention how dangerous it is to drive and talk at the same time. I mean, it's not. If he's looking at the road, you can drive and talk at the same time. When he finally stopped talking, we were on our way back to the drop-off. It was 20 minutes and he played loud music when he was silent. I mean, what I like is the idea of this guy called Troy, just this big, like, 50-year-old dad doing a Game of Thrones tour, being like, oh, sure, I used to drive Cat Harrington about, no, and all the tourists are like, oh, my God, do you know, is there any good stories? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Turns the music up. When I was young, I seen that life was so wonderful. <laughs> He's just... Sarah, can you concentrate in the road? Fucking hold that wheel or it gets too close to it. That's King's Landing in there, so it is. Is it? Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Fuck up. I'm the scat man. You're on the wrong side of the road, Troy. Enjoyable. And it was super bumpy since he never slowed down for any of the speed bumps. Listen, it sounds like Troy is running a rave on wheels. It sounds like the disco bus is going to destination fucking rave and you're all on board. And what you should do is just enjoy the fact that you... No, this is wrong. This person paid for a bus tour for, it says here, 35 quid. For 35 quid, you wanted to go and see and hear about Game of Thrones. He's done that, but also he's providing you a soundtrack. He's lied about his, his name, which is funny as well. Probably lied about his age as well. And what's enjoyable is he's just going full speed over the speed bumps. He sounds like a fucking legend. So sorry if you can't handle that, but that's just the way we are here. 
Also, the price you pay for the tour doesn't include the fare for the Karakuri Rope Bridge or lunch. Bring a fucking sandwich. The driver sells both. He sells lunch in a specific restaurant with a specific menu. I mean, that does sound dodgy. Uh, Troy kept irritatingly pushing us on paying for the lunch to an extent that we were so pissed off we didn't want to pay for anything. Besides, he purposely brought us to a restaurant that was located in the middle of nowhere. This is not a free of choice, but a twisted demand. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he probably was taking them to like his mate's house or something. <laughs> just like on the way home, like just off the motorway in Balamina. No, this is a, this is a Michelin star restaurant. Just his mate. <laughs> Aye, dude. <laughs> his mate. Aye, it isn't. I'll just do 50 Rustler's burgers at once. You're not a marriage, you love your McDonald's. Finally, my boyfriend and I are Asians. <laughs> okay. Among, we were among some other Asians on the bus. It's very distinctive that Troy did not treat us in the same manner he did to other Caucasians. To say he's racist is definitely too harsh, but some sort of discrimination was surely against us. Our English is pretty perfect, but he said there was. So there, there was a language. He said that there was a language barrier. Finally, when he stopped talking, it was on our way back. Troy was just absolutely knackered. Like, so if you're an Asian who's taller than one meter seventy-five and doesn't like talking of drivers who bounce the car when he stopped talking, you should definitely not take Troy's car. I mean, that is their slogan, and I a thousand percent want to get on Troy's bus. I mean, when lockdown's over, me and all my mates are going to do the Game of Thrones tour, and as soon as we get on, I'm going to say, Troy, be yourself. And I know you're not called Troy, and I guarantee you his real name's Roy, because he doesn't he doesn't have... He's panicked. What's your name? Roy, Roy uh, I mean, fucking Troy. <laughs> Troy should be like a 21-year-old guy from California in an Abercrombie & Fitch t-shirt, slightly long surfer hair, and a beaded necklace. Troy isn't a 50-year-old bus driver with a short-sleeve white shirt, tattoos, and, and a Man United necklace, you know? Fair play to Troy. Troy, I want to get in your bus. Toot, toot. Toot, toot, turn the tunes up. Love that. Absolutely love that. I, get, oh, I, don't, need to do the, I don't need to do the tour to know You know that you guys know the money toad has a lot of money. I bet any money in the world that Troy finishes the tour if you're a good crack, if he thinks you're a good crack, with a Game of Thrones dance remix. And he find he finds a road in the country with the most speed bumps possible. People getting whiplash and all. He goes, You love it. Troy, I love you. Fantastic, fantastic. I really, I really enjoyed bringing back TripAdvisor there. That was a lot of fun. We've got listeners' questions. Let's, uh, let's get to it. I said to Dave, can you come on the podcast? He said, I can't. We're heading to the farm. That's just the way he does it. That's the way he does it. Uh, but yes, good few listeners' questions here. Gary Fletcher says, they say you shouldn't meet your heroes. So should you meet your heroes or not? Hope you're well, bro. Gary, hope you're well too, bro. And hope you are Gary Taylor Fletcher. You used to play for Blackpool and Leicester. Um, they say you shouldn't meet your heroes, should you? Yeah, probably. But you probably shouldn't expect 
a heroic experience with your hero, if that makes sense. So if I saw like, who's my hero? Um, Julian Simmons. No. Um, see, I've never really been like, I, I love football growing up. So like say Roy Keane or someone. Roy Keane was a hero of mine growing up. And I think he's like great footballer. And I would love to like, I don't even know if I'd love to meet him. That's a thing. Because what is the expectation there? What's the reality of it going to be? All right, Roy, big fan. Thanks, mate. You know, you can have like a pleasant conversation with him, but I don't really know. I think it's almost better. Like, um, sometimes if you see like a big celebrity or whatever, say like I'm in London or New York on a trip or whatever, and I see someone famous, sometimes it's like, you know, you give like a wee nod. Sometimes all you need to do is give like a wee nod. Like, yeah, kid from Jerry Maguire. All right, buddy. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I think you probably should. You should meet your heroes. Yeah, fucking why not? You can pretend like some people probably pretend that they don't think that that would be a cool thing, you know. But fuck it, if you have a hero and you get a chance to chat to them, and if you know if they're your hero, they should be like probably like dead on enough to have a nice chat. So yeah, you probably should meet. But it depends who your hero is. Like you know. If your hero, for example, is Joseph Fritzl, don't meet him and change your change your guidelines for what a hero should be. Connor Cochran says thoughts on green tea. We've talked about it before. It's each to their own. It's each to their own, but at the same time, okay, you know you're in, you're in, but at the same time, we'll try and get you on the regular tea. But yeah, but at the same time as that, don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't drink. Live your life. Do you? Love is love. Tea is tea. It's the best way I can put it. Love you, bro. Ben says, how does one pull off curtains like the money told himself? Listen, I'm not... Yeah, I have curtains, but it's only like, you know, those windows with uh, which is one curtain straight across. Uh, that's the way it is. But all, all you do is you believe in yourself, you back yourself, and you go through that stage where it's kind of like a wee bit longer than normal, so you can't style it as well. And then, basically, you're you're crossing the desert to get to the pond. <laughs> I've said that. Like, it's a really, really inspirational phrase, and I don't understand what it means, but what I mean is, if you walk through enough shit, you're going to get to the T. You know what I mean? So I'm at this point where like, I can fucking do what I want with this. Do I get the back and sides tidied up? Or do I just grow it out? I don't know. And I genuinely am enjoying the journey. I think I look C-U-T-E. Shiny boy cute And everybody else knows that I do. Because that's one thing you can't deny about the kid. You can't deny he's a cute boy. Like 100%. Or man, if you want to say Because I'm 32. Probably better. And less creepy. Um, but you can't deny that the, the guy's cute. Like, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it is one of those things. Yeah, my eyes can get a little bit puff, too puffy sometimes. But that's just a byproduct, and that's you know, that's just another example of you. You if you gotta walk through the desert to get to the pond. So make it that what you will, and maybe I can let me let me see Ben what you got going on here. Let me see. Oh no, that's a, do you know why? Do you know why I'm such an old guy? Because um, I that was a screenshot that I took a couple of days ago of all the questions, and then I tried to click on your uh, profile to see what was happening with your hair. And then I realized that I, I can't do that because um, it's a picture. 
and technology doesn't work like that. But I hope everyone's enjoying the curtains. Patrick Quinn, who is um, also the artist formerly known as Belfast Guy in China. But I think, if I'm not wrong, he's going through a rebrand here. That's what we do sometimes. You know, I used to just be known as Shane, Shane Todd. Shane Shane Todd. <laughs> That's my middle name, which a lot of people don't know. And I change it up and I was like, hey, start calling me the tall father, the money toad, Shiny boy, cute, cute, man boy, cheeky. What goal would you feel very proud to say you achieved in 2020 as you look back in New Year's Eve with a drinking hand? Also, can you say toy boat 10 times very fast? Best of luck with the baby. Hope you're excited and ready. Will be an amazing year for you. Patrick, um, I appreciate you, brother, for uh, for being a, for being part of the podcast, for firing in a question every week, for listening, for bringing good questions, and uh, I'm just for being a Belfast guy in China. I don't know if you're still in Maybe that's why. Maybe you had to leave China because you were trying to spread the message of the podcast too much, and the Chinese government were like, listen, that's not the message we want to convey. We want to just convey socialism. And I don't know if they are socialists there. I've tried to talk about politics and I don't, I don't know if that's right or wrong. But, um, but what goal would I love to look back and say I achieved in 2020? I think, I think in 2020, it wouldn't be bad to just say that y- you kept your shit together. Do you know what I mean? I think... I think it would be okay just to say, listen, I ticked over. No, fuck that. You know, uh, I was going to say it'd be okay just to say, like, oh, I just got through it. But I would love to say I, from a like career point of view, that in lockdown, I wrote a lot of material, tried to always get better at stand-up. Um what else shot a tv show you know i um like think i underplay stuff quite a bit because i think that's just kind of what we do here is um is underplay stuff and uh maybe i should stop doing that but at the same time you know i joke about you know the money toad and all that kind of thing but um yeah i'm trying to find something relevant to what I'm saying. I'll bring it up in a second here. Um, I shot a TV show previously with Shane Todd. I'd, I'd done a pilot last year. It was repeated at the start of the lockdown. Did well. Shot a TV show. Um, and it was just... So before, we had a crew of like 25 people, roughly. And, and way more than that worked on the show. And this time, it was me, my producer, Mark, who was, who was directing too, and Seamus, our cameraman. So it was a crew of two and me. And um, and it's a show that I don't think, from the little bits and pieces I saw at the time, um, I don't think you'll look at it and go, God, they shot that with just three people in lockdown with like no run-up to it, basically. You know, that's just the way TV kind of went over lockdown, where I think every broadcaster... Across the world, probably was like we need stuff to go out. We need to get stuff done, even though it's lockdown. So what do you have? And we said we'd like to do a series of that. They they were up for it, and um, I'm not I'm not ever going to be like when it's out. I'm not going to go. Bear in mind, we shot this on lockdown. What I mean is, I'm just I'm proud of the people who worked on it, including myself. That 
we had like very little run up to doing an entire series and we just we just did it we just did it we got it done i think it was funny at a really good time doing it but at the same time it's like it's like on to the almost like on to the next thing but i think if i took time to think about it i would be like pretty proud of myself for for doing that and i think i think people will will enjoy it i hope they do um and patrick appreciate that as always and uh i i got the uh, yeah i i I had a, a we had an email at team with me podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us if there's anything you want to talk about. Um from a little gentleman called Noah Ballard who said, uh, I want to say I love the podcast. I really appreciate the effort you and your team put into producing such a high quality product. Um I don't think shout out's your thing, but I figured out this was worth a shot. Listen, just fucking team with me podcast at gmail.com. Nothing's really off the table. Um my boyfriend Philip's birthday is coming up in mid-July. I was hoping he'd get a mention from you in the podcast. He's a Belfast guy in China, but not the Belfast guy in China. Ah, shit, right? I thought Belfast. Have we just figured out that there's two Belfast guys in China? If you guys aren't best friends, why not? Because there's two Belfast guys in China that listen to this podcast, and that means that in China, two people listen to this podcast, and I'm absolutely buzzing with that. Um. He's a Belfast guy in China, but not the Belfast guy in China. I like the idea that, that that's his Twitter bio. A Belfast guy in China, but not the Belfast guy in China from the Tea With Me podcast. Let me let me finish off Patrick's question by saying, um, I would like to look back just from like not a personal point of view, but career point of view and say, wrote some good stand-up, shot the TV show. Uh, we kept doing the podcast. And now, I don't know what's going to happen in a couple of weeks, maybe doing two episodes a week is a bit too ambitious but i want to try and stick to that so um i think just yeah doing the podcast and um hopefully putting out good stuff the uh this week the keith cruz summer soccer school videos i'm going out every day and uh i shot that last week and scheduled it all to go out this week so i can just relax and kind of have that go out so hopefully people are enjoying that and again that's something me and aaron butler shot in like a couple of hours I edited the same night, so I'm enjoying like just do, doing wee things by myself. Um, so thank you. And let me move on. Noah Ballard, who says, my boyfriend Philip is a Belfast guy in China, but not the Belfast guy in China. We've established that. Belfast guy in China does not go out with Noah Ballard. Uh, unless there is some triangle there and Noah Ballard is just in Belfast guys in China, in which case, that's a very niche demographic, but I like it. Um, Noah says that his boyfriend lives in the city of Suzhou. Okay, he's told me how to pronounce it, which is very handy because I was about to pronounce it wrong. Tea with me was a major source of normality for him as the lockdown and COVID-19 situation kicked off here in China. The podcast continues to be a rock for him while he's stuck 6,000 miles away from his family. Things have gotten worse back home. He's a great guy with a passion for Northern Ireland and a love for the podcast. He's even got me, an American, and a few of our friends hooked in, taking tea with me global. Yes! Like I said, I don't think shoutouts really are your thing, but I figured this was worth a shot. Either way, keep up the good work and stay sipping. Noah Ballard. Noah, that email is very sexy on so many counts. Here's your shout out. Ah! And I love that you're spreading the word about Team with Me globally. That's fantastic. And I love that you know there's international relationships going on. Because I'm watching 90 Day Fiance at the minute in TLC. I would love to see you guys on it. I don't know if you're 
already engaged or you just you're just boyfriend pop the question be on 90 day fiance and then when you get on it mention the tea with me podcast and i'll give you a free t-shirt uh, love you guys hope you stay safe and um keep representing in china and america and all that and uh yeah happy to do that for you michael kerr says i can't get over how aaron butler says vulnerable in this ad aaron butler did a translink ad now aaron butler's been on the podcast not that long ago and uh we said that he says the word nigh really weird uh michael got in touch i think it was michael and says that uh who just finds flaws in the way aaron butler speaks <laughs> very sly and said uh said aaron butler says the word nigh really weird and then he got in touch with me and said um aaron butler says the word vulnerable really weird in this now the thing that he sent me is shit why can't i find this is basically uh an ad that aaron has done that you know he's done like a wee cameo in for translink um and he actually speaks very, very well in it, which I did tell him. But uh, we might absolutely rip him apart if we can find that he has said vulnerable in a weird way. So let's try and find that. Let me see. Sorry, this is taking me a second to find. But it will be worth it. Also, he did the ad in a pair of white shorts, which is very butler, and that's why we love him. Why can't I find this? Maybe he's retweeted it. In fact, he definitely has. But we're listening out to hear the way he says vulnerable. He has not shared it. Has Aaron Butler known that we're going to do this and deleted it? That is the question. So the ad is for the glider. It's for the glider. And Tim McGarry's in it and Aaron's in it. And I was not asked. And I was... Not asked, so not asked. Okay, and that's my attitude. Um, fuck's sake. Right, I bet you can find it here. Yes, I think I've got it. Yes. So there's Tim. Absolutely nailing it. Tim's speaking perfectly. When you're getting on the bus of the glider, key workers, the elderly, and vulnerable people. Okay, okay, he does say vulnerable. He does say vulnerable. That's a confirmation that Butler says vulnerable. And uh, we'll give him a ring at the end of the podcast here and see what he has to say for himself. <laughs> Matthew Mernon, what are you most looking forward to about being a dad? Just walking about saying, I am a father. That is my child. Johnny Bo, if you could add a new rule to football, what would it be? Um, sexy guys playing skins? Sexy guys playing skins that like uh, Graziano Pella or Emre Chan or I don't know, I just off the top of my head, I'm not saying they're sexy. I just fucking don't worry about it, John. Ryan McGonagall. Probably have been asked this a million times, but if you weren't a comedian, TV personality, and host of the number one tea theme podcast in County Down, what job would you see yourself doing? Um, um, I don't know, it would be in media somehow, it would be like a writer or. Um, researcher, I don't know, it would have to still be in this kind of like field. Lewis Simpson, will you be getting some merch for the upcoming child, which just says the money toadlet? Uh, yeah, the, the money spawn, <laughs> the money spawn, um, or the money toadlet TMT, just sort of like just buy a load of Mayweather gear and basically just pass it off as my own. Um, 
yeah, that would be enjoyable. Luke Atkinson, fancy joining the boys for some Warzone later. Need one more for the quads. Um, I don't know what that is, but no. No, I do not. Is that like Laser Quest? In which case, actually, fucking maybe after the baby comes, I would be up for that. Colin Hines, currently battling with a lockdown hairstyle. Have you thought about making the curtains a permanent thing? Get yourself a shell suit. It'll be like the 90s all over again. Hoping to see you when you come to Manchester on your next tour. Yeah, me too. We've got a Manchester date sorted, I think. Um, and if we don't, I'll get that up and share it out. Uh, yeah, I am thinking about making this style of thing. Johnny Dempster, convince my mate has you on Patreon. It's too scared to admit it. Can you help expose him? Cheers. Johnny, shut up. If your mate has me on Patreon, which is a very pensioner way of saying it, do you have him on Facebook? If he does, he's opened himself up to a lot of great content that if you don't, then you don't. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, Johnny, keep your big hooter out, unless you're a Patreon supporter, in which case, great to have you on board. But no, I won't expose your friend. I'll expose you as being a fucking rat. <laughs> Damien McGrain is an aspiring money to myself. I want to know if you had all the money in the world or even just a few more pounds than you have currently. What would you do with it? I would um, end world hunger or just buy the fucking greatest wardrobe of all time. Buy like a really bespoke winter wardrobe. We're seeing a lot of white faux furs. We're seeing a lot of um, mink, but not real mink because animal cruelty is very sly. And um, uh, But at the same time, like if like a big brand or whatever was like, do you want this mink coat? Give me in. Uh, give me now, darling. I'll scrub your eyes out. So, um, yeah, I think I just put on a big party for the sippers, a big tea party, which we are going to do after lockdown, guys. Before we go, I want to plug Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Tea With Me Podcast, where you can get the bonus episode every Monday with me and producer Dan, the live episode once a month, and also my stand-up special is on there uh, for you to watch if you are a Patreon subscriber. So go ahead and check that out, patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. And for now, that's all that's all I gotta say. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you if you have a minute and you can leave me a, a sweet review, or you want to put the podcast, want to share it out in your Instagram story or something and show friends, that'd be really, really appreciated. And if not, hey, still love you. Still all good, ribbit. Money Toad's still gonna be lapping that dosh up anyway. AKA money notes. But um, but guys, it's been a real fun episode. Honestly, like I've, I've really enjoyed this. It's been giddy. It's been fun. And um, yeah, I love you all. Thanks all for the questions. Everyone that chips in with regular questions and everyone that's, uh, that's a new listener. It's gone on too long, this outro, but I just want to say I appreciate you all. Keep sipping. Let's have a good time. Keep those international relationships going. I'll see you all soon.